to Subscription Box Answers with your host, Liam Brennan. You're no rubbish, no crap, straight to the point podcast with real actionable tips, real strategies and insights from the industry, which will help you start and grow your own successful subscription box business. You ask the questions. You ask the questions. Liam gives the answers. It's as simple as that. Hi, everybody. I'd like to welcome everybody to this week's episode of Subscription Box Answers. Now, on this week's episode, we're doing something a bit different. Um, and we have a very special guest on who is going to bring a lot of value to the audience. And she's going to bring value to the audience in two different ways. You might be at the bit of your subscription box journey where it's basically coming to an end and you're looking to sell it. Or you may be listening to this podcast and you may be thinking it's a good idea to potentially buy a subscription box business. And in this episode, we're going to cover everything to do with this. And we have a very special guest called Patty Dowdy, who is from Catbird Brokerage. And she spent the last 13 years um, selling businesses for people. She really knows what she's talking about. And recently, she launched a new venture called Exit Labs, which actually specializes in helping people sell their subscription box business. So you're very welcome on the show. And how are you? I am great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, to connect with your audience out there. No problem. Uh, really excited to have you. And I think it's a very relevant time to have you on because... Over the last few months, I have had multiple people reaching out to me saying, hey, I'm looking to buy a subscription box business. I can see the potential in this. I really like the idea of recurring revenue. I don't want to start from scratch. And mm -hmm. I have a good percentage of people reaching out to me who are saying, hey, I've been running my subscription box business for a number of years and I'm ready to cash in. Do you have any advice? So yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about those things. Uh, your company, Catbird Brokerage, what other types of businesses were you selling before you got into subscription boxes? Yeah, well, I've primarily specialized in bricks and mortar businesses. Um, I find the subscription box, e-commerce side of things uh, infinitely fascinating, and I can't wait to continue to learn more about it with Jared. Um, but yeah, for a long time, I specialized in restaurants, which is a completely different beast, um, about as hands-on as you can get. Um, so yeah, that that's my background. So the, the bricks and mortar, you know, Main Street type businesses. Very good. And what made you decide to get involved with subscription box businesses? Well, you know, when you've been doing the same thing for a long time and yeah. someone introduces you to something that is different, you're like, holy cow, like, why haven't I been doing this all along? <laughs> or, you know, it's just very fascinating to, to know so intimately why a bricks and mortar business owner sells yeah. or why they buy. And it's been fascinating to see what's similar and what's different with the subscription boxes. Um you know, what, what parallels, what doesn't, um, yeah. 
very interesting. And definitely over the last few years, we kind of had a subscription box boom. It was coming anyway, but COVID really accelerated things because um, obviously everybody was sitting at home. People were looking for new revenue streams. We had all these subscription box businesses popping up left, right, and center. And the user base was really easy to uh, target because everybody was sitting at home. So we've kind of seen the boom. And I know in that time frame, there's some there's been some people who have been really, really successful. They've literally grown to seven or eight figures. And now they're like, okay, I'm actually ready to leave the business now and that that's that's really where you come in so you set mm-hmm. up exit labs with jared um and like what what are you seeing in the market at the minute are you seeing much movement well i'll back up a little bit you know we started it because one there's not a lot of exit planning uh you know selling your business resources when it comes to e-commerce there's a lot of noise out there on the internet right just yeah. like there is with any subscription box how to kind of stuff but a lot of it if it's not trash it's very expensive you know 3 4 5 6000 a month uh for basically someone to tell you what can be boiled down to a very simple concept Right. What's good for your business today makes a stronger exit tomorrow. That sounds super cheesy, but right, all the things you're working hard to do to make your business awesome every day as an owner yeah. is also what's going to make it attractive to a buyer. So being able to have those tools, track your progress, and do it at an affordable price, right? Yeah. Um just raises the value of your business and the likelihood that someone's going to want to buy it. Yes, 100%. How would somebody value one of these businesses, a subscription box? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I'm sure all the metrics that you talk about um, with your your customer base, um, you know, the lifetime value, the churn rate, all all the metrics you talk about, you know, those come into play as well. Any buyer is going to want to see those. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then the money, right? How much of it are you making? Um, you know, and it's it's not too different from a traditional business sale and the way you evaluate that. But, you know, there's a couple of different metrics. You take your products, I mean, your profit, yeah. you know, use a multiple, get the number, and hopefully everything else checks out all those, you know, details that make your business really strong or yeah. not strong. And what what kind of multiple do you think you're seeing with subscription boxes or do you recommend um, kind of aiming for? Because I know it's a lot different to a SaaS company where you can get a really, really high multiple. And unfortunately, it's not that high in a lot of the cases. But what, what kind of multiple are you seeing? Mm-hmm. One thing to keep in mind, we're just, it's interesting, typically higher than a bricks and mortar business. You yeah. know, you maybe see one and a half, three times earnings. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know, four to eight, but I think what's important to remember is a lot of people come to this business with stars in their eyes and dollar bill signs in their eyes and think they're going to get these big exits just because, you yeah. know, it's, it's glorified in this industry. So there is no hard, fast metric. It completely just depends on, you know, your metrics. And how much money you're making. Yeah. And I think now I may be wrong here, but my kind of impression of it, a lot of it depends on who you're targeting to buy it. 
as well. Mm -hmm. Like for yes. instance, with say a pet subscription box. So if you like, if you're looking to sell that, and a big pet chain is basically looking to buy it, and they think they can push more products to your customers, and um, you're probably going to get a higher multiple. Whereas if you're selling it and say like it's a retired entrepreneur and he wants basically a side project. He sold his last business and he's basically buying it for cash flow. You're probably going to get a lower multiple. Would that be correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. And that's a great point. Um, something else in that in that vein, too, is that buyers want to they one, they're going to think they can do it better than you. Yeah. Right. And so any any little point that's not a major material red flag <laughs> that they think they can improve on, you know, sure, you could look at it as a deficit, but it it's, can be an asset as well. Yeah. Um, some of that low line fruit. It definitely it definitely can. Um, and like what kind of recommendations would you make? Say somebody has been running their business for, I don't know, four years. They're doing whatever, 100 grand a month revenue. And they're like, right, I have a team in place here. I want to free up more time. I want to move on to the next chapter of my life. How would they go about getting ready to sell the business? Um, making sure your house is in order, right? <laughs> First yeah. and foremost, uh, you have all your systems and processes documented, especially you mentioned like if you do have a team, you know, who's on that team, what are their roles, make sure you have your do everything documented, you know, where you procure your, your stuff from, any contracts you may have with vendors, um, make sure they're locked down, have your numbers in order, make sure all your taxes are up to date. Yeah. Um, and, and just make sure, look at it from a buyer's perspective, right? Look at it with that critical eye. Um, and see if you can spot the gaps because that's the first thing a buyer will do is try to rip the business to shreds, yes. you know, in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, how long do you think it can take to prepare for a sale? Because I've heard multiple different things about this where some people have said, like, it literally took over my life for a long period of time. And then other people mm -hmm. said, oh, it actually wasn't that bad. And we had everything in order. Well, it depends. Um, Oftentimes, when I hear people say, I'm, I'm ready to sell my business, that's an emotional state. It has no reflection to act, their preparedness, right? Um, they're ready, but their business may not be. So I think it depends. And, and that sort of goes back to the, there's a couple of different camps of people, right? The people that create businesses to sell, that's their sole reason for making that business. I think that type is likely to have, be better documented. Where the, oh, I just sort of fell into this. I've been running it seven years and, you know, cool. I think I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I think that type of owner has a lot more work to do. Yeah. I mean, it can take as little as six months to a couple of years, um, depending on the business. And if you want to not only clean it up, but take it to the next level. Okay. Okay. And one of the big things that, sticks out for people is earnout periods. Um, and I've heard this from many different business owners. So some people get to a point where they're ready to go. They literally want to go. They want to sell the business. They want to obviously support a new owner in whatever way they can, but they don't want to be locked into the business for a long period of time. So ju just for the listeners, um, if you don't know what an earnout period is, 
when you're selling your business, the new owner may like give you like 70% upfront or something and say, you have to stay, I don't know, for another two years, you have to reach certain goals and then you'll earn out your remaining amount. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, great question. Well, one, everything's negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> and two, you know, I think it depends largely on the size of the transaction. Yeah. You know, if you're talking about a $125 or $125,000 subscription box, that's probably pretty pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Buyer's going to take it over, see a seller, you know, maybe a minimal amount of sort of training, pass the reins. But when you get into transactions that are into the millions, you can probably expect something like that, right? So it depends on the size of the transaction and just the strength of your negotiations. Yep, because I know, I know that's a big thing. Some people literally get to the point where they're like, I'll take less money if I can just... To get out. Yeah, if I yeah. can just leave the business. And then yeah. there's other people and they're like, no, I'm, ha- I'm happy to stay around for a long period of time. I was actually chatting to somebody who sold a subscription box. I'm not going to mention who it is or anything because I don't think he wants it public, but he sold his subscription box for a considerable amount of money a number of years ago but he had to do an earnout period pretty much and the earnout period i think was four years and eventually four or five years oh, yeah well, it, this this was a considerable amount of money and they had targets and stuff that they had to hit but when he hit the earnout period he literally, he literally left immediately he pretty much said now, now i'm gone he actually had the option to stay and he would have got paid a big enough salary and he would have got his earning out period. But at that point he was ready. He was ready to run with the money. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because it's not just about the money it can be an emotional process. And oftentimes, you know, you enter into these things with the best intentions, but buyer and seller both think they know best. They clash, you know, the, the seller is around to see the changes the buyer may make and it can get pretty sticky. I've heard that. I've heard scenarios yeah. where somebody's been running their business, like they literally grew it from their spare bedroom, they got it to thousands of subscribers, and then they sold it, and they did stick around for a while. And then the buyer came in, and he was basically like, we're changing this, we're changing that, we're changing yes. this. They end up having fallen out over it, and it's very hard for the uh, original founder to let go. Do, do you see a lot of that? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we, we'd like to think that the subscription box isn't as emotional of a business as like a bricks and mortar would, but we're still human. We have egos and we're not uh, immune to that over on the side either. Yep. Um, So say, say somebody is going to sell it, right? Where, where, like, where should they start? Where are they going to find out who the potential buyers are? Like, obviously you're a broker. What is the beginning of that process looking like? Yeah, well, there's there's a good amount of resources out there. I'm sure you've heard of a few. You know, there's the Slippa, um, Empire, the Empire Builders, Quiet Light. You know, you, a quick Google search, you can find those, right? Yeah. But I think what you have to ask yourself is, do I want to try to do this myself, right? Put it on one of these platforms, or do I want to work with a broker? Um and, you know, I think the advantages of using a broker in this space can sometimes be a little less obvious than they are in bricks and mortar. Um, but going back to what we were just talking about, that human element, right? Yeah. I think we're, we're hardwired to what 
to think what we do is awesome and we're the best, yeah. <laughs> right? And so that can often cloud our judgment, um, cloud the, the value we place on our business. And so to show up to the market really professional, um, I, I think it's best to have a broker, but I have to say I'm biased. I, I actually agree with you 100%. I think if you're selling your business um, and it's at any kind of decent scale, even if it's not like a gigantic business, but you've been running it a while and it's producing revenue, I highly recommend going to a broker because you're just going to save so much time and money. You don't really know the language. and um, You don't know how mm-hmm. to approach people. You don't know if you're getting screwed over in the deal. Exactly. Um, I've heard with brokers before, like they put together a, a presentation, a teaser presentation, mm-hmm. um, highlighting all the good things about your company. They have access to people who just will literally not talk to you or respond to you and they don't hang out on any of these websites, Empire Flippers, whatever. So I, I think it's actually smart to go with a broker so you do it properly because it's a pretty big thing, like selling your business um, and you want to make sure that you actually do it right. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to sell their company and they want to go through Exit Labs, how, how does it work? How can they get started? Yeah, um, well, there's a couple different ways, right? You could just get the monthly box, which has a, a good amount of tools um, about okay. the, the product. Stop you there. Explain it, how it works with the monthly box, because we never cover that and some people might be confused. So it's a subscription box broker where it's basically you're getting a monthly delivery of things to help well, Yes, but wait, there's more. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of different levels of support. One just being the super basic um, sort of books, resources, you know, fun stuff in a box. Um, there's that. It's cool. But the, the more valuable piece to this is the platform where we have a exit planning tool right, where you can plug in all of your numbers, all your metrics, have real-time tracking of the value of your business, Okay. Um, and be involved in a community that of people who is also trying to either buy a business or sell a business, right? Um, and then there's also like the one-on-one coaching. Okay. So if you think that you are super ready and more than just curious, you know, you could actually have like Jared, for example, work with you, get your business ready for sale and guide you to that next step, which would be the transaction piece. Transaction piece. Very good. So the model sounds a bit different compared to working with any broker that I've ever heard of before. Um, so that's very interesting. So you've basically modeled it on a subscription and it's basically a monthly delivery to help you get your house in order, value your company and do the correct steps to sell it. That's correct, yes? Yes, correct. Um, and so I think what, what sets us apart too is that we are really big on the educational piece yeah, and the whipping your business into shape piece and yeah. the transactional piece is like, the prize at the end, right, for you. Yes, de- definitely. Mm-hmm. And how much, like, is this a do-it-yourself or are you literally taking them by the hand and walking everybody through the whole process? You know, you can you pick your level of interaction and involvement. It can be completely hands-off if you just want to learn, dip your toe in, yeah. um, or it can be much more engaged one-on-one. Okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. It sounds, uh, sounds like a service that a lot of people would definitely 
get value from. Now, I'm going to switch it a bit because I know there's people who are looking to actually buy a subscription box. Mm -hmm. Can you help them? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm a big advocate, as you could probably guess, of buying a business. You know, everyone dreams of starting a business, you yeah. know, sometimes from scratch. But, you know, there's so many unknowns there um, with cost and the time it takes and setting things up. And so I, I just think buying a business is a really cool, smart way to get where you're going. I agree 100%. It's not right in every scenario, but in some correct. cases, it's the correct thing to do. We recently acquired a pet portrait business in mm. box in, in my dog subscription box business. We came across it and we acquired it. And now we could have started this business from scratch. We 100% could have. We could have went off, made the website, done everything. But Time and resources. It takes time to build the website. It takes time to figure out what's working. It takes time to understand the business model to get the assets in place. So it just made sense for us to buy it and speed up all that process. So it can definitely be the correct thing to do in some cases. So if somebody was going to buy a business, a subscription box business, what should they do? Like, where would they start? Yeah. Well, one, you got to start with yourself, yeah. right? You have to figure out what it is you want, um, what level of involvement you want. I'm sure you see it all the time where someone wants to buy one of these because they just want a completely hands-off business, yeah. right? Is is that a reality? Uh, you know, maybe. But, you know, how much money you want to spend, your sort of lifestyle considerations, how much time you want to put into this. And it's sort of a waste of time if you just start looking. It can be fun to look, but until you have these parameters set and know a little bit more about what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. I agree because there can be very different subscription boxes that you can end up buying. You can end up buying one that is doing quite well. They've got it to a certain level and it's producing cash flow. I wouldn't say like on auto autopilot or anything but it's producing regular cash flow and it only needs a small bit of maintenance and um, with a team in place and then there's other ones where things aren't in place and you're going to have to dedicate a lot of time to basically scale it up and get it to the level yeah, it's like a fixer-upper <laughs> yeah definitely 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 um and in regards to finance and stuff for buying a business i know some people they like to basically borrow money and finance it off the cash flow of the company so it doesn't cost them any of their own money what what are your thoughts on that you know i, I think it's a bigger trend than ever to buy businesses with no money yeah <laughs> the internet is full of people to tell you how to do that <laughs> um, you know not that it can't be done yeah but you know if you literally have no money you know, I, I don't know. It's just going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And it can be a strategy, right? Like, why spend your money if you could spend someone else's? Um, yeah, but, you know, there's there's loans out there and, and ways to get it done. You know, I, coming from the bricks and mortar world, owner financing is a yeah. big thing. Um, that's the way a lot of deals get done, especially for people who maybe can't get traditional financing, but the cash flow. Um, warrants, you know, the, the seller is confident that they can be repaid through the cash flow. That's another option. Yeah. 
Um, I came across a website recently, you've probably heard of it, very popular now. It was Micro Acquire, and I think it rebranded to Acquire. And they they help you get um, finance, obviously, depending on your situation and stuff. And um, what do you think of them? Have you had many dealings with them? I haven't, but I love it. And I think we're just going to see more and more services that cater to this community that even, you know, five years ago didn't exist. Um, yeah. So I am excited about it. Yeah, things are changing really, really quickly. Um, yes. At the minute. Before you go, if you could give one piece of advice for somebody selling their subscription box, what would it be? Hmm. Plan. Plan okay. it. Yeah, have it be not an emotional decision, but a financial and operations decision. Yep. And I think it kind of to expand on that, um, obviously the economy has dipped a bit mm. now um, and people are kind of like, some people, oh, it'd be good to sell the business now, it'd be good to leave the business. You really have to kind of look at the long-term thing around that because if you can continue to grow and you can continue to like run your business, um, the economy won't be like this forever and you'll end up coming out in a really strong position the other side of it and it might be better to sell your business then in regards to somebody looking to buy a business what would be the one piece of advice that you give them yeah i mean i think it's what i said i think plan okay. again yeah. figure, figure out what exactly it is you want how much you want to spend your level of involvement what sort of niches it in within the subscription box industry yeah. Um, and use that as your you know, guiding star um, as you begin your search. Okay, very good. Well, look, thanks very much for coming on the show. We'll have to bring you yeah. again in the future um, to basically give us an update on how the industry is looking and what you're seeing there with uh, different valuations and stuff. If somebody's looking to sell or buy a subscription box business and they want to use Exit Labs and they want to reach out to you, where should they go? Yeah, we would love that. It is exitlabs.us. Check us out, drop us a line. And yeah, that's where you can find us. If somebody wants to actually reach out to you personally about a different business or selling, do you have an email address? Yeah, the, the best place to reach me at this point is at patty at catbirdbrokerage.com. Perfect. Well, thanks very much for coming on. Much appreciated. If somebody has a question they'd like answered on the show, head over to subscriptionboxresources.com, join the free Facebook group, and you can post it there. And then your question will be answered on a future episode. So have a great day, and we'll be back again next week at the exact same time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.